Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. It is a very special week for those who have recently been diagnosed as being celiac, but it's also a special week because there's a special theme today uh, and a special uh, theme for this week. And to discuss this with me now, I'm joined by dietitian uh, Dr. Sarah Kyo. Good morning to Dr. Sarah. Good morning and thank you. What area, what line of business are you in, Sarah, then? So I'm a dietitian with the Celiac Society in Ireland. And what, yes, we have our, our Celiac Awareness Week is going on this week. But you are a dietitian and I can tell you, I I, uh, we have spoken to a few dietitians on this programme down through the years and they have been invaluable with their advice. There is a theme for this week that you'd like to focus in on, which is most important of all, it's for everybody to get tested. Well, that's it. Um, And it's not that the whole world needs to get tested, but there's lots of times people don't think that they even might have celiac disease. And we really just want to raise it because we know that there's over 63,000 undiagnosed celiacs living in Ireland right now. And they don't know why they're having a funny tummy or they're very tired or their iron is low all the time or their vitamin B12 is low or problems with fertility and all those different things. So we really want to find and test for those 63,000 that we are missing. And that's a really big part of all the activities we have going on for Celiac Awareness Week this week. Now, I know of people who are who are trying to avoid being tested for this, but and they wonder, does it narrow down what they can eat, how they can live? Uh, times have changed quite a lot, and of course, gluten-free instantly comes to mind when you think celiac. Well, that's exactly it, because with celiac disease, the protein gluten that we find in wheat, rye, barley, and in a lot of oats um, is a big trigger for this autoimmune disease. And if someone has it, it now the famous bit is the tummy. So it's, they might get diarrhea, they might get constipation, they might have bloating. And they can have it badly, but they can actually have it quite mildly. Like people often have what they say is a bit of bloating for years and never dawn on them that it's celiac disease. But tiredness is a big part of it um, and there's lots of other things. But the problem is that it's quite a serious medical condition. And if it's undiagnosed, people have a much higher risk of cancer. They have a higher risk of infertility, higher risk of osteoporosis. They can have nerve damage. Like it's quite a big thing. We really want to find people and get them sorted out and test. So if they are diagnosed, the diet is what we call a strict gluten-free diet because they have to avoid every scrap of gluten. And that's kind of the difficult bit. You know, you can buy gluten-free bread and there's loads more choices around gluten-free bread. And in fact, we're lucky to have Promise Gluten-Free sponsoring our Celiac Awareness Week this week. There's lots of gluten-free pasta. We have fabulous products. The more difficult bit is the tiny bits of gluten because if someone with celiac disease eats a food that has 20 millionths of it is gluten, that is enough to make someone with celiac disease sick. So it's that tiny, like you can get tiny bits of gluten in herbs, you know, your dried herbs, you can get tiny bits in, you know, your mayonnaise, your ketchup. That's the more tricky bit is narrowing down those tiny bits of gluten that can come in. You know, like people with celiac disease actually have to have their own toaster. They can't even put gluten-free bread into an ordinary toaster or it's going to have enough gluten on it. Yeah, like it's, it's kind of like they have to separate butter. Do you know if you butter a piece of toast, you get a bit of crumb in the butter? Well, that's more than enough to make someone with celiac disease sick. So they have to have their own butter and their own jam and their own, you know, those kind of separate things all the time. So, like, it's not an easy diet. There's, you know, it's, it's quite a tough one to do, but it really resolves and totally resets from a celiac point of view. So it is fantastic. People feel much better when they're on it. Yeah. And when you say sick, is it nausea? What, what, what does it cause you? So about 40% of people with celiac disease, when they eat gluten, will within a couple of hours will start vomiting, diarrhea, really bad stomach pain. They could be two days with this. We'd have kids who end up spending five days in hospital when they get it. 
60% of people won't have such a dramatic reaction straight away, but over time they'll have the same gut damage. And so I, I often say to people, it's a little bit like being pregnant. You get two people who are pregnant, one gets morning sickness, one doesn't, but they're both just as pregnant. So celiac is the same. So even if you don't get an immediate reaction, you still get that internal damage that causes that, you know, your malabsorption of nutrition and problems then later on in life because of that. So they're the kind of the, the big one I said, and the poor 40% of people get very sick when they eat it um, do have a hard time altogether. Is, is it hereditary? Because I, I, I'm told that yes. there's a one in 10 chance that if one member of the family has it, you could have it. Well, that's, and that's one of the things we're looking at in terms of getting people tested this year. So if you have a parent, a sister, a brother or a child with celiac disease, you're 10 times more likely to have celiac disease. So you, any family members need to get tested. We also say anyone who's had low iron a couple of times, you know where you've gone to the doctor over the years and every so often your iron's a bit low, should definitely get a celiac test for that. Low B12 should get a celiac test. You know, if you've lactose intolerance, 24% of people with lactose intolerance are actually celiac and they don't realise. So you have to rule that out. And 20% of people with irritable bowel syndrome are actually celiac as well. So really loads of people who are kind of going around with other things need to get that check for celiac disease. But as you said, the family is the big one because it's genetic. So once it's in the family, so even cousins, so if you have a bit of a funny tummy and you have cousins with celiac disease, that's also one to go and check out for yourself as well. What's the test? How is it tested for? So the number one rule for testing is keep eating gluten, which sounds weird, but stay on the gluten. You have to be eating gluten for at least six weeks before you're tested. So stay on your gluten. Go and see your GP. There is no point doing any of these others, you know, these mad tests that are out there for all kinds of food intolerance and all the rest. They will not either diagnose or rule out celiac disease. So off to your GP. Your GP will do a blood test. If your blood test is positive, your GP will then refer you for a biopsy. And you need to have both tests. You need to have the blood test and the biopsy to be diagnosed in adults. Um, so really important, but you have to eat gluten the whole time. So even if your blood test comes back positive, stay on the gluten until you've had your biopsy done. But that way then you'll be properly diagnosed or properly ruled out. Because if they come back negative and you were eating gluten the whole time, you're sure. Whereas if you cut out gluten and then you have the test and it comes back negative, you, you could be celiac, but it's just not being picked up. So keep eating the gluten is really important. Mary says she's celiac, but she can still eat ordinary food and she doesn't suffer. Why is this? So as I said, about 40% of people will get sick straight away. Um, A lot of people might have such mild reaction that they don't notice, but she will be storing up long-term damage. So the big thing we see for people like Mary is they're breaking bones at a much younger age as they get older. So they get osteoporosis in their spine, their hip and their wrist much faster. Um, So we do see that. That's the big thing. And, you know, people sometimes think, oh, you know, osteoporosis is not a big deal. But like if you're over 60 and you break your hip, 20% of people are dead within six months. It is a big deal. So as I said, Mary's one of those people I talk about. They say to me, they're slightly celiac. You're not. You're just a celiac. You need to be just as strict with what you're eating. So sorry, Mary. I wish I had better news for you because I know it's hard. Um, But please go and see your dietician and get checked out. What's life like for people with celiac disease? There's choice out there. I know when you go to a restaurant, more and more there is choice. When it goes to foodstuffs, can you still lead a good quality of life being celiac? You can. Now, it's much more expensive is a huge issue we're seeing. I mean, and we're all talking about um, prices going up over the last few years. But like, you know, gluten-free bread can be substantially more expensive than ordinary. And it's to do with just how it's made. It's not people trying to be mean about it. But it's more expensive. So that's why there's tax relief for it. And we'll have as part of Celiac Awareness Week, people can register at celiac.ie for all of the events. But tomorrow at lunchtime, we have a webinar on how to claim tax back 
on your gluten-free food. So people really need to do that. So it is more expensive. The hard bit is, as I said, eating out, actually. There's more restaurants really working, which is fantastic. But for a lot of places, people are just nervous. They don't realise, you know, like needing separate toasters, like chips need to be cooked in a fryer on their own because if they're cooked, like if someone cooks chicken nuggets in the in the deep fat fryer, that oil is now full of gluten. So if chips are now cooked in it, those chips are now full of gluten. So some with celiac disease can't eat them. And, you know, restaurants don't always have the space to have separate fryers for everything. So when people are eating out, actually, it can be tricky. Definitely, we, we do a free catering training. It's online for any restaurant that wants to have a look at that. It's only a couple of hours. It's free. Go and have a look. And what that really does is helps people to talk about what we call about the cross-contact. Like if you have a gluten-free muffin that touches an ordinary muffin, it's not gluten-free anymore. And people think celiacs are mad when they say that, but actually there's more than enough gluten just from that contact right. to make them sick. So yeah, it's, I, it's definitely I, Sarah, an area. I've never heard it as detailed as you've described it, and I've discussed it on many occasions. I mean, the detail you've given us this morning is just... <laughs> it's so important to get the message out there. Uh, um, the supports, you've, you've mentioned some of the supports. You, you've talked about the fact that you really need your own equipment if you are celiac in the kitchen. And I, I think that the best comparison you've given is the bread and the toaster that is what I'm sure that will register with our listeners this morning. Mm. Um, you haven't mentioned how people can access this webinar how people can access all this information where do they go? So the place to go is our website celiac.ie so c-o-e-l-i-a-c dot i-e and if you register up there we'll send you all the links to the online um, and you can join any of the events there for free, totally for free. Come and get information. We have a lunchtime webinar today on getting diagnosed, what to look out for. Tomorrow we're looking at tax. I'm going to be talking later in the week on you know when the gluten-free diet isn't working, and I'll be doing one seminar for health professionals and one for you know everybody. Um, if people want to come along to that and ask questions as well, we'll have um, an Instagram live where people can have chats. Like we have an Instagram page at Celiac Ireland, so or you can just ring us. Um, so go online, have a look on Instagram, give us a call. Um, really, uh, loads of information going. So do come along. If you're not sure, ask the questions. What we're here right. for. And the main point you want to get out this morning is if celiac disease exists in a family, there's about a 1 in 10 chance for other members of the family to develop it. And it's important that all family members get tested, even if they've no symptoms. But what you are saying, you need six weeks of continuing to eat gluten because if you don't do that, it's pointless even going for the test. You know, you've summed that up absolutely beautifully. So thank you very much. Right. Thanks, Sarah. We will talk to <laughs> you again you. soon. I must say, will do. Ter- thoroughly enjoyed chatting to you this morning. It was so informative. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. Well, not so. Thank you for highlighting it. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.